back to the Monday, October twenty, October seventeenth, excuse me, twenty twenty two, MLB Daily Podcast. Down to Martin Big Marcel. We're going to be breaking down UFC two eighty, guys. I can't wait to talk about this card, man. I've been looking forward to it for months. Looking forward to that. We got uh, Glenn in the chat with a question right off the bat. He's asking if you're going to do your hearts or his head pulls, Marcel. Re- remind me, Glenn, if you want. I will do it, but remind me. Hit him up, Glenn. Remind the man. Okay, right before we start, guys, I just want to see this. Um, I'm going to show you guys something. Ariel Hawani just reported that there's, there's news here that uh, UFC fighters have been banned from betting on their fights, which is interesting because for years they were allowed to bet on the fights. Um I'll pull up the tweet here. We'll get into the breakdown one sec. Yeah. Uh, yeah hey, Cole. We're going to talk about it right now, actually. I see Cole in the chat. Um, let me pull this up, guys. I just saw this. It's very interesting. We'll read this together. So, athletes prohibited from our. This is the UFC just sent this memo to fighters and managers regarding a change in their athlete conduct policy. UFC fighters are now prohibited from gambling on UFC fights regardless of if they are involved or not. So you can't bet on other people's fights either. They can still be sponsored by the gambling companies but not allowed to bet on them at all. So it says athletes are prohibited from placing wagers directly or through third party UFC matches. Most states will legalize sports betting wagering by an athlete or on any MMA match put on by a promoter with which they are affiliated as a legal and may result in criminal sanction. Um, Athletes should be aware of most states. These same permissions apply to some, if not all, relatives, listening to some household, athletes, coaches, etc. Any other people with access to non-public information regarding participants in any, in, in any MMA match. An athlete becomes aware of knowledge of any wagering violations of these policies, but immediately uh, notify the UFC. And it says here, there's like a long thing saying that uh, in light of clear direction we received from regulators. Okay, I see what it's saying. I don't think it's UFC really saying it. They're saying basically like the government is like, you're not allowed to do this and we don't want you guys doing this either now. So I guess they don't, they obviously don't want to get trolled, but like, I'm not sure if it's really hundred percent from the UFC, if that, if that makes sense. Cause it looks like it's the government saying that you can't do it, but man, it's interesting. Eh? Cause like for years they could better the fights. It looks like Crows can't bet his fighters either because He's a coach that says you can't. Coaches or family members can't bet on fighters either. I don't know. Any any thoughts on this? You have, it's just obviously breaking news, Connor. I think it's completely bullshit that family members can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. What can you say? And I don't think it comes uh, particularly from the UFC because I think they are actually more into the gambling thing. Like lately in the in the last couple of years, even after DraftKings to hold them time on, you know. Uh, you got the betting show with uh, with with with, uh, with Johnny, I think, and uh, w- w- uh, during the contender series, right? So I don't think it's it's particularly coming from the UFC. You know, I know the UFC has signed it, but maybe they had the, there are some people behind it who uh, the government, for example, like you say, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I man, I I feel like the Crows thing was, you know, definitely impacted this because he's so open about it, right? Like possible. Because for years, like people were fighters or teams were betting on them, and fighters betting themselves. Dennis Bazooka, he just fought in Vegas. He posted a ticket and betting himself. Um, Justin James. Justin James bet his whole purse on himself when he fought Charles Rosa. I don't know about this, guys. This is kind of weird. We got some comments here. Um, we are boy at my locker room here. What's going on, man? Some man. Andrew says Cross is going to announce he's coming to retire eight minutes. Now it's funny. For real, though, have to wonder how they enforce this. Like, are they suspended if they break it? I don't think it's the UFC enforcing it. It looks like it's the government. It's a gambling mandate. Like, but you're right. I mean, it's, like, really, like, how are they going to know, man, if 
like if I texted you, Marcel, you're my brother, and I'm like, yo, put some money on me. They're gonna know that. How like are they really gonna know that? Like, I guess uh, the DraftKings or whoever could say, hey, I was brothers betting on him. I don't know. Bro, I, I listen, man. If you were my brother, you were fighting, and I wanted to bet on you, but I can't do it. I would ask probably a friend of mine who, who I know very well, a good friend, and I ask him to to. I give him my money, and I, I tell him to bet. You know what I mean? And I give him ten percent if I win. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, get some more comments here, guys. <sighs> Justin James wishes happened senior. That's funny. He could have saved himself twenty five k. Carson Brown is still better fighters. Doesn't look like it from this. They had no choice. Mm. What's up, guys? How's it going, Steve? Glad to have you, buddy. If the government tell, if they tell the government to buzz off, they're open can of words they won't open. It's true. That's true. It's true. Well, the UFC, you're saying family and everything's even dumb. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that at all. You know, they just put an end to Cross's side hustle. The thing was with Cross is like there was. There's one like I think he could have gotten away with just giving his advice and stuff, and even like selling his picks. But like when he started saying like, "Hey, we'll we'll take over your guys' account," and you yeah, know, that that stuff is that that was just way too crazy, and it just put so much like focus on him. I guarantee you, Ben Amanda Martinez, man. When I was watching that fight, I could tell like you know he was very urgent in the corner. I'll just say that yelling at the guy, "What are you doing?" He's probably had a couple grand on his boy. He's like, "Let's go." <laughs> James Vick. Did he also bet himself? I, I can't remember if he did. He always uh, I think he bet on Sodic Yusuf for sure. Oh, that's right. Actually, he did, but he was a guy that was betting on. Yeah. He and Chris Reinforce Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, every UFC's problems at DraftKings. It's true. Anyways, it's something interesting, guys. We we don't know all the details yet, but that's what the memo says anyway. So be interesting to see if uh, Dana talks about that. Maybe someone maybe someone asked him about it this week. No, maybe. they won't. Probably not though. <laughs> all right, I say we're getting to UFC 280 pretty. Let's let's start, guys. All right, Marcel, I always ask you this: your overall thoughts on this card? Because my point of view, like it's the best card of the year. I mean, every MMA fan, if you're a male, you get a straight boner. You know, if you look at this card, let's be honest, it's an amazing card, um, top to bottom. That's good. You know, you got a lot of good uh, fights on this. I mean, pretty much every fight on the main card. Maybe except for Shukagin Furo could be a main event of a fight night. You know what I mean? Besides the title fights, obviously, we should be on a pay-per-view. But uh, just good. And even Bilal against Brady could have could, can, can be a main or a co-main event in a fight night. You know, so which is the opening prelim or, or the, the future prelim. So, yeah, it's a good fight. It's a good card. What can, what can we say, right? I mean, this is an amazing card. I think um, uh, the, <laughs> the people in uh, Abu Dhabi who... Uh, <laughs> Paid a lot of money to, to get so much, such a good card over there. Uh, also on the European prime time. So that's uh, perfect for us. It's free to watch in the Netherlands for Dutch people over here. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's a great card, man. I think we are both pumped for this card. This is uh, this is just beautiful, you know? Yeah, it's 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 an incredible card, guys. Like It's, it's really, really good. There's no doubt about it. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So let's start the first fight here. We got Carol Rosa taking on Leon Landsberg, guys. Pull up the odds here. First fight in the card. Carol Rosa, minus I, 260. Landsberg, plus 220. Your thoughts? Go ahead. I got to say it's nice from the UFC that they start with a bathroom break. Um, so, uh, Leon Landsberg against Carl Rosa. It's another fight I'm really looking forward to. Um, I, I think Carl Rosa, she really disappointed me in the Sarah McMahon mm-hmm. showing last time out, you know. Lena Landsberg, she's getting older, no disrespect. Although she did pretty well against Penny Kianzat, you know, mm-hmm. although she lost the fight. Um, 
for me, probably goes to a decision this one. And I think in Kyle, picking Kyle Rosa to win here. I think she's more talented than Lena Landsberg. And she has more to gain in this fight, you know? So, um, yeah, this is uh, pretty much, I think, when this fight got announced, most people were like, this could be on a different card. Um, yeah. Kyle Rosa, unanimous decision. Yeah, it's, it is kind of like, it seems out of place a little bit on this card. Um, I, I agree. Uh, Carol Rosa is my pick. I know she lost her last fight. She didn't look very good against Sarah McMahon. I think we'll agree on that. But I still think she's a really talented prospect. And she is 12 years younger in this fight. Like, that's a significant advantage. Lena Landsberg's 40 years old. She might be the oldest women fighter in the UFC. It's possible, right? Is she? I think she is right now, right? Because sure. Mer- Mer- got, um, yeah. she retired, right? So I think she might be. I thought that she's up there. And I'm, I'll bet against that any day. So Carol Rosa, I think the odds are bang on like i think they're reasonable like if anything i think rosa i kind of think she should be even higher of a favorite like minus 300 ish so I, I think she wins for sure like i was surprised by the last loss but i think man is a better fighter than Landsberg. even though Landsberg, um you know they, they had that fight a few years ago actually the man pretty much washed her in that one now that looking at it yeah no no need to overthink it carol rosa by decision that's my pick all right let's go to the next fight here guys we have muhammad Bukayev against malcolm gorgon Malcolm X, fellow uh, Canadian, Marcel. He's actually from the same town as me, Scarborough, Ontario here. Oh, uh, shit. You're going to pick against your boy then. I know, right? Minus 730 <laughs> and Makaev, plus 530, Malcolm Gordon. I mean, I'll just start with this one too. How, you can't pick Malcolm Gordon here. Like, you just can't. Um, he just really hasn't looked. I don't, listen, he is 2-2 two two in the UFC, but like really like hasn't looked great in my opinion. And he's taking on the best prospect probably in this weight class. I don't think McCabe looked amazing against Charles Johnson in his last fight. Like, it was a little disappointing to me, honestly, the way he fought, but it's effective and it wins fights. Uh, I, I expect him to win easily. The question is, does he win by stoppage or does he win by decision? You know, Malcolm Gordon's been, I think he's been knocked out quite a few times in his career. I think it's possible this could be a fight where McCabe gets the job done with a knockout. I lean decision probably just because the way the last fight went, but it, it could be a spot where he knocks him out. But 100% he wins this fight. What do you think, man? I think Makaya stops him in the first round, man. I think he gets him to the ground, and I think he, he chokes him out. He chokes him that's out. What okay. I, yeah, that's what I think. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think. I, I think Malcolm Gordon ain't a, bad, ain't a bad fighter, but I don't see him toughing it out like Charles Johnson did in the, in London earlier this year. Right. So um, no first round submission for Mohammed Makayev, and then uh, hopefully we finally get him in the rankings to see him fight a ranked guy because this fight, you know. Listen, I'm happy to see Mokaya fight again, but this fight is, you see in the odds, minus 700, I think he is, right? It's yeah, it's 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 not really a competitive fight on paper, and I don't think it will be in real in real life, you know? No, I, I think you're right. Um, Marcel likes the first round submission. The thing is, like, Gordon has been knocked out four times, submitted once. That's why I'm leading a knockout here, but submission is obviously very likely to. Either way, I think he finishes him. Uh, Listen, Huani, you know, you see, I try to grow my fro here. I mean, you know, the relationship status that I try to, you know. <laughs> and this was a good show. Holly is a little bit older than Alina. She's 41. Good call. Uh, this is the Tim Lewis set up fight from McKay, probably. All right, let's get to the next one here, guys. This is a good one here. Armin Petrosian taking on AJ Dobson, UFC middleweight division. Petrosian favor here, minus uh, 205, plus 175 on Dobson. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, man. The thing is, Armin Petrosian's ground game is as good as my diet. You know, it's not good. Uh, so, I mean, and AJ Dobson, I think AJ Dobson, he lost to Malcoon, 
but he didn't do that bad against Malkoon, you know. Uh, he didn't got completely dominated on the ground. He he, he did pretty he did pretty well, although he lost. Um, I'm a Petrosian, fun stand-up fighter. Uh, look good on the contender series against Kalyan Kolev. Um, that he got the win over Gregory Rodriguez in the fight. I think Gregory Rodriguez got, should have got the win, in my opinion. You know, got uh, pretty much dominated by Kaya Borrello on the ground last time. I think AJ Dobson wins this fight, man. I think he wins the decision here. I think he gets him into deep waters, and I think he wins the decision. Do you like, sorry, say it again? AJ Dobson by decision. Wow. Okay. So that's an upset pick for you. Okay. I'm on the other side, man. That's why I, was, I wanted to hear what you said again. I, I like Armin here a lot. I think Armin finishes him, man, probably. I, I just think the striking levels are very wide here. And I, I you know, I know you're saying, Ar listen, the last fight with Pedrosian was against Barala was bad, right? Like, taking down control. But against Gregor Rodriguez, man, like, he did kind of hold his own in the, like, the grappling. I know Gregor got him down a couple times, but he didn't get, you know, submitted. And he actually won that fight. He just beat Craig Rodriguez two fights ago, guys. Like, again, that was a close fight, but he got the job done. And to me, that's such a big win now, especially looking back. Like, that's a huge win. Um, I, I don't know. Dobson, like, didn't impress me at all against Malkoon. Again, that's a tough fight for anyone. He did look good on contender, but doesn't have a lot of experience either. Two unexperienced guys. I just think the striking level is just really wide here for Petrosian. I'm, uh, like, I was expecting you to pick Petrosian too, but totally fair that you, you go with the dog. There's probably a couple dogs in here that I'm going to pick that you aren't, so it's interesting. That This won't be one of them. I'm going with uh, the favorite here. Give me Petrosian by knockout. I think it finishes him. Let me get the DMX reference in this. A dog <laughs> is a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Andrew says he likes Dobson getting finished late by uh, Trojan. That's kind of what I'm thinking too, but Marcel gave me some food for thought here. All right, let's go to the next one here. Abubakar, Nurmagomedov, taking on Gazi or Gaziev. Odds on this one have... Bubakar minus 175, Godzi plus 150. Your thoughts, Marcel? So we got uh, Dagestan against Dagestan here. Yeah, um, yeah this doesn't happen uh, often that Dagestan fights Dagestan. Definitely not in the UFC. Um, Abubakar Nurmagomedov, he is the least least talented guy from the Nurmagomedov family, in my opinion. You know, uh, I don't say he's bad, but I'm not really high on him. Um, I picked his fights good so far. I picked Zawada against him, and I picked him against Gooden, so that was good. Um, Gatsi Omar Gatsiev, uh, he, he got completely outworked by Kaio Borallo, right, in his debut in the UFC. Well, I think Kaio is really good. You know, he's he's really good. And he looked really good against Jancy Silva, I remember the contender series before, and uh, I, I always like Gatsi, you know. I think he trains at the at MMA factory in Paris, right? Uh, with the or am I wrong? I'm right, right? Gatsi, he might. Yeah, yeah, I think like, he's in Paris. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable with with uh, Abubakar here, man. Uh, I, I feel more comfortable with going with Gatsi. I think Gatsi even can finish him, man. Um, I think Gatsi or Margatsi, if you're on taking him via TKO in the second round. Topology says he trains at another gym. He trains at Golden Team in Russian MMA. That's what it says, but... Then maybe he has to train in Paris because I'm for sure he trained with MMA Factory. Maybe not. I think, I think I might. I think I kind of feel like I've seen that before as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the trickier fights in the card, personally. I kind of feel this one go either way. I'm leaning towards Abubakar a little bit just because I think he's proven a little bit more in the UFC, right? But he hasn't looked great. And Godzi is moving down a weight now, right? Because the fight with Brawl was at middleweight. So maybe he'll look mm -hmm. better in this fight. 
uh, yeah, we could go either way. I'm leaning towards uh, Abubakar by decision, but this is not one of my more confident picks on the card, to be fair. So, get some comments on this one. Um, talking about the last fight, this one Marcel gets picked against on lead kickboxer. I'm listening, it's funny. Cards loaded, sure is. You guys think Crowley versus Wolken could be a pick Could be. We'll talk about that fight in a few minutes here. Um, all right, let's go to the next one here. We got Magomed Mustafaev taking on Yamato Nishikawa. This guy is like super young. I think he's 19 or 20 years old. He's 19, he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the youngest guys in the roster. And he's got a crazy record. So I'm get you to talk about him in a second here, Marcel. We get the odds. Mustafaev minus 550, plus 400 in the underdog. What do you think? I mean, this motherfucker started his professional MMA career at the 14th, you know? What were, what were we doing when we were 14? Yeah, not that. <laughs> 20 years uh, ago. Holy shit. That's a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, yeah. I always, when I see, like, guys born after two after the 2000s, I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm getting old. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, let's be honest, man. Mustafaev was supposed to fight someone else. I don't know anymore who he was supposed to fight. Let me think. Oh, Malaki. He was supposed to fight Malaki. Nishikawa, I don't know too much about him. So some of his fights, he didn't, he didn't look bad, but his opponents aren't weren't that great. You know what I mean? Got a lot of draws also on his record. That's because he fought in a, at a how do you say that at a promotion? Who uh, when you were out of time, it wasn't automatically a draw. Some of those fights, yeah. She, so yeah, I can't remember promotion. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. So. Um, Mustafaev, the thing with Mustafaev is that he doesn't fight too often, but he, he's a quality fighter, man. Yeah. Um, I think he knocks him out first round, to be really honest. I think the, the gap in the uh, the level gap is too too high in this one. The, the promotion is called PFC. That's the promotion. Pound for pound fighting in Japan. I, not too familiar. Okay, anyways, I didn't know I didn't know anything about this guy, I'll be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watched some fights today on YouTube, some of the shooto fights. Looks pretty good, but like you know, still pretty green. I think the level of opposition is not great. He does have a lot of experience, like as far as number of fights, almost thirty fights. Actually, does have thirty fights, which is insane. He's he's, he's nineteen years old, so I think there's something here. There's definitely some upside here with this guy. I think he's an interesting prospect, but this is a kind of a weird fight, right? Against a guy who's shown the ability to be amazing in the UFC at times. Like, and again, this is short notice for uh, Yamato, right? Jamie Malarkey was supposed to fight Magomed. And like I might say, a weird UFC career because he, he, like you said, barely fought. He's been in the UFC since 2015, but has five fights. But, you know, the three wins are by knockout. And one of them was over Fizia. And he knocked him out with like a spinning back kick and Fizia his arms up and it knocked him out still. Then he had a fight with Bradley Lella, could have gone either way. And then, Obviously, last year he was supposed to fight Demir, and then Demir got sick, I believe. I don't think it was Magomed. I think Demir was the one who got sick, and he, he didn't fight last year either. So, two-year layoff, that's the that's the worry for me here against a guy with a lot of upside, I think. So, 34-year-old that's 19-year-old. I, I think that's what makes it tricky. Got to pick Mag- Magomed Mustafa Fibre. So, he probably does knock him out. You know, like you said, he's a more proven guy, and like you said, there's probably levels here. But it is, it is pretty high odds, you know, for a guy who hasn't fought in a while against the young prospect. So... It's an interesting one. It's an interesting fight, but still, you got to go with base five. That's the right pick here. I, I just think that the odds are a little bit wide, you know, to me anyways. We've got some comments here. Um, Lynn said Fernando Lopez is the manager. Okay, that's interesting. Um, actually, okay, we'll talk about, hey, Beertra, how's it going? We'll talk about the Makachev fight in a few minutes. Ishikawa was, she was level champion at 18. It's Jason MMA, Japanese MMA guy. Good feature, far too early for him. Probably, yeah. I mean, Tyra, I think, is kind of, from the same promotion, right? Chuto Japan. Um, 
who's asking about Charles and Connor. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll save that for the main event, uh, beer show. I want to stay focused on, on, on this one. George like the Chicago, and it's possible. The odds are kind of wide. Wins bring up the opponent record. I, I agree. I mean, it's not it actually it's not it's not terrible to win. It's not terrible for a young fighter, you know? Not terrible at all. It's not great, but it's not I've seen worse. I think we've all seen worse. Must all must uh Mustafa also fighting every once every two years is insane. I know. I wish you could fight more often. He's very good. Bobby Fox dropped an interview with Dana. Volkanovsky gets the winner of Oliver Makachev. Yeah, I guess the O'Malley gets the winner of next bandway title shot. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, there you go. Although Dana Waite, you know, he changes his mind all the time, but that's interesting. We used to fight around one looks decent. That's a good point, actually. That could be a one that, that cashes because he, if he wins, he probably does win by first round knockout. So maybe that's a good one there. All right, Mark. So let's go to the next fight here. We got Dubert Kuhugov taking on Lucas Almeida, featherweight division. Right now, the odds on this one Tukov minus 155, Almeida plus 135. Go ahead. So this is a very tricky fight, man. This is a difficult one, actually, you know, because Subara Tuhugov, I think he is better than many people think he is, you know. Uh, the Hakim Dawudu fight, I think he won that fight. He just cruised, or how do you say, coasted in the third round, yeah. and that costed him. I still think he won the first two, two rounds in that fight. Um, also a guy who doesn't fight too often, in my opinion, and not often enough. Uh, Lucas Almeida, uh, great showing against Mike Trezano, right, in his uh, UFC debut. Uh, stopped him via strike in the third round and uh, got the fight in the night bonus. Before that, uh, one uh, de- defended his jungle fight title. And before that, looked really good against Daniel Zalhuber in the contender series. But Zalhuber just looked a little bit better and uh, got the decision win over there. And the contrasts are big, you know. If you look at how Zellhuber made his debut in the UFC, actually very bad, in my opinion. And um, how Lucas Almeida made his debut was very good against Rosano. So, uh, looking at that, listen, if I have to go looking at recent, I would say uh, Almeida has a really good chance if he can put up the same fight he did against Rosano to win. But man, Subaru is good, you know. I'm really hesitant to pull the plug on Almeida here, you know. And I'm not going to do it. I'm staying with Subaru here. I'm taking him via unanimous decision. But, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Almeida wins. I think this is a really close fight, 50-50 here. Yeah, this is another close one. I'm leaning towards Almeida a little bit. Like, I really like this guy, man. I picked him in the last fight against Trezano. Castro is a dog. He looked pretty good against Del Hooper. Uh, again, that Del Hooper guy, I don't know what happened to him in the last fight, right? But at the time, especially, it wasn't like the fact mm-hmm. that the fight went to distance. Dan White was raving about him. He's like, oh, this guy looked good. He might get signed, even though he lost and ended up signing him. I think he's good. Tugov's pretty solid, too. I mean, he's been in the UFC again for a long time, like since 2014. He's 5 2 and 1. Doesn't fight all that often. Um, but when he does fight, obviously, pretty good fighter, more experienced in the UFC. There's, there's a lot to like about him. He can win this fight, don't get me wrong, but I, you know, I got to pick some underdogs here. It's not like they're not going to win. I do think this is a live dog, you know, Almeida, who I think is one good height and reach advantage in this fight. Um, and there's the high output of striking. I think that's what's going to get him the job. I think it'll be a close fight, like maybe a split decision, but I think he's going to win the decision. So that's my pick in this one, Marcel. I think it should be a fun fight. Probably one of the more exciting fights in the card, to be honest with you. Um, 100% finish rate for two, uh, for Almeida. Possibly, I was leaning more towards a decision. It's him appointing his opponent, but you know, like you said, does have a lot of knockouts, so that's possible. Two of I don't think has been finished at least on the UFC, maybe outside the UFC. Um, Glenn thinks he's gotten worse since you saw that. Maybe I, I it's possible. I wouldn't build that at all. All right, let's go to the next fight here. 
Volkan Dusenberg against Nikita Krylov. And odds for this one, or I should say Krylov, excuse me. I always say Krylov, it's Krylov. Minus 165, Krylov, plus 140, Uzdemir. What do you think, Marcelo? Yeah. Also such a difficult fight to pick here. You know, if you look at Uzdemir last time, he uh, did very well to uh, prevent Paul Craig from uh, getting with him to the ground, you know. Um, Nikita Krylov last time almost... Uh, he completely destroyed Gustafson, you know, but Gustafson shouldn't have, shouldn't have been with him in the cage, in my opinion. And Krilov before that lost to Paul Craig <laughs> while dropping him, and he got into that, uh, I think, in the triangle. Um, yeah, what should we say? I think will be also another close fight, which literally can go both ways. Um, can Uzdemir... The thing is with Paul Craig, Paul Craig doesn't really have good striking, in my opinion, and Nikita Krilov does. And Uzdemir got clocked before, but at the same time, Krilov got clocked before, you know? So, uh, I'm going with Krilov, but I'm not sure at all. Decision again here, I don't think we see a finish, but again, not sure at all. Super close fight, can go either way. Both guys can knock each other out, I think. I think Krilov is a little bit better on the ground, but then he has to get uh, Uzdemir to the ground. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Krilov because I think Krilov has more ways to win the fight. Yeah, I like Krilov too. Because I agree with you. I think he's the more well-rounded guy. Like, he's proven that over so many years now in the UFC. Like, the last win over – I know Gus is uh, – his chain's gone, but, like, that was really impressive. Um, he was looking great against Paul Craig before he got caught in the triangle. Like, let's just call it what it was. It was a bad decision to stay in the guard, but he was hammering like with crazy hammer fists. He went the distance with Ankalaev. He went the distance with Glover. Like, these were pretty competitive fights. Like, guy's pretty solid. He's not great, but he's solid. You know, Uzdemir, I think, kind of the same. Not great, but solid. And he is coming off that win over Paul Craig. He looked pretty good. Stuff to take down. kept the same. But, like, the thing about Craig is he doesn't have that danger on the feet, right? With Krilov, he can knock you out and he can submit you. That's the difference, right? So, I think Uzdemir has his hands full in this fight, Marcel. I think it'll be Krilov. Really pursuing the takedown, I think, in this fight, you're going to see a lot of, like, fence pushing and stuff. I think he'll get the takedown here and there and win a close decision. That's kind of what I think in this fight. There is a possibility he can knock out Uzdemir because he's been knocked out a bunch of times, right? But I'm leaning more towards the decision just based on how Krilov's been fighting lately. But definitely Uzdemir by knockout. Or getting knocked out as possible. I saw someone talking about that in the chat. Do I worry about the decision for Uzdemir? It, it, kind of, but, again, I, I feel like it's going to be more of a grappling type of fight, personally. Like, use decision. Maybe, maybe. Lean Nikita. A lot of other people say Nikita here. Nikita by Krilov by Nako. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. All right, let's go to the next one here. Makbud, Muradov, taking on Kyle Baralo. Odds for this one. Baralo minus 200, Muradov plus 170. What do you think? I like the matchup, man. I think Kyle Baralo is... All around pretty good. He just prefers to be uh, to wrestle, you know, and to 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 use jiu jitsu. That's his thing more. Mahmoud Muradov, uh, to me, more of a kind of a, uh, a strike. I know he can do a submission as well, but he's the only guy under management of Floyd Mayweather, right? The only MMA fighter under management of Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. But I was kind of disappointed, man, in his last performance with Gerald Mur Gerald Murshard. I didn't expect that to happen at all. You know, he got. I think he got submitted in the third round, right? Um, Ah, you know, I think Muradov is a good fighter, but if we look at the complete complete package, I think Kyle Baralo uh, should win this fight, and he should finish Muradov as well. You know, I think um, Baralo controls the first round and probably gets a submission in the second round. So uh, I'm thinking Kyle Baralo here, man. 
Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Brawl has got to win this fight. Like this guy's really good. Murdov is man, like a lot of hype behind him too. I don't know what happened in that near short fight, right? But he didn't look good at all. And the grappling got kind of exposed there. Now he's taking on a guy that is just endless gas tank, can take you down at will. I think, you know, not the most exciting performances, let's be honest, but man, he's affecting his health at wrestling. And I just think the guy is is really good, Brawl. I, I think he could be a guy that's gonna fight in the top fifteen for a while. Um I think he takes him down, grinds him out, probably decision. But, you know, Meridon's been submitted a couple times now, so I think that's possible too. Bro, what? I, I feel so bad for Aaron Jeffrey, man, that he had to fight this guy before that. He, I think he fought Brandon Allen. Right. He pretty much fought two solid guys who, who went to, into the UFC. And there are other guys who got uh, who had to fight less good guys to get in the yep. UFC. He's not in Bellator. He's doing well. He, he stopped Fandle for it last time. But, man, that's tough, you know. Completely agree, but I mean, he did end up in a good spot in Bellator, right? Oh, yeah, friend, sure. So I think he, he'll be okay with it. A couple other comments here. Uh, Kyle, yeah, <laughs> on Roy's and training with Hamza. I don't know if he's on Roy's, but he's going to win. He has been training with Hamza. Second round, we're naked choke for Kyle. Very possible. Kyle going to piss a lot of people off when he whipped Langus, another guy to ease the decision. Roy's going for subs. I think that that's how I see the fight going out, but I, I definitely, this guy's been subbed a few times. I kind of feel like it's the UFC making a good fight here for, for Barala personally. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Tom Brady taking on Bilal Muhammad. This is the preliminary card main event. And this is a fight we've been looking forward to for like a long time now. Just because I want to see, you know, if Tom Brady's as good as I think he is. I think he is that good. And now he takes on Bilal Muhammad, the guy who's proven me wrong a few times now against Wonderboy and Luke. Uh, interesting matchup stylistically. Odds for this one, we have uh, Brady minus 145, Bilal plus 125. And it's worth noting, originally... Um, Muhammad opened as the favorite and the line flipped quickly. And it's been Brady obviously taking money since then. I'll start on this one too. I, I'm definitely going with Sean Brady. I, I, I think the guy is the future. I, I really like him. 5 0. I think he's looked great in the UFC. Um, good wrestling. I think his striking's improving. Now he got his nose fixed. It should help his cardio, you would assume. You know, Bilal is an interesting fight, right? Because he's a really good wrestler and he's he's a pretty tough dude. I mean, he got knocked out obviously by uh, Luke back in the day. But, like, ever since then, never been knocked out since then. And the guy's got a good chain, fought elite competition, lost a couple fights, looked really good. But I just, again, you know, he's very reliant on the wrestling. And in this fight, I don't think you take down Sean Brady. I think it's going to be a striking battle. I think Brady's got the better striking. I think Brady's, like, the more well-rounded guy, more upside. i got to go with Sean Brady here, Marcel. Like, there's just everything's pointing to me to win the fight. But, then again, the line's so close, and a lot of people are saying the law wins. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one, because for me, it's like Brady wins a decision here and I feel good about it but I want to hear what you think um besides that third round against Chiesa where Brady was gassing a little bit you know I, I think he's a he's a huge talent you know in my opinion you know um Bilal Bilal has that uh listen I think Bilal is a great guy no 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 disrespect but uh, he has that thing, just like Shukagian, that every fight he's in, he can make a fight look worse. And he can like, look even, that dude even made Vicente look like a boring motherfucker. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm, I'm, I'm not really liking Bilal fight overall. You know, I respect what he does. You know, he's very talented in the wrestling department, but it's not really, really appealing to watch. You know what I mean? And for Brady, I think he has more ways to win. I know he's also wrestling heavy. And uh, he's also going for 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 submissions a lot, but I like I, I prefer to see him fight, you know. And uh, I think he has a, he's a huge talent. Um, always liking Brady. He got the next level back tattoo, which I really like, by the way. Um, I had to mention it. Okay. I'm taking Brady here as well. I'm taking him with a decision. I think Brady wins the fight. Yeah, me too. That's good. 
I figured you picked him too. You guys like Brady Rice sub. I'm thinking decision. I'm thinking decision. Ball yeah. is pretty tough, man. But Brady is very good at submissions. Like that win over Jake Matthews looks a lot better too now. Matthews is looking good. Marcus really likes Sean Brady. I, I I mean I agree completely. I think the odds are good too. You'll be a bet for me. So the next fight here we have Kaylee Chikagian taking on Manon Furo. And this fight is definitely an interesting one here, starting off the card. The pay-per-view card, I should say. I believe I gotta say, I don't think it should be opening the main card of the pay-per-view, you know, but it is an important fight in the division, so I, can, I guess I understand why. If Furo wins, she probably gets tell shots. So, especially if it's impressive, right? So, go the odds for this one. Furo minus two fifteen, Chikagian plus one eighty five. What do you think, Ben? I only want to say if I hear somebody say one more time Fio on the broadcast, I'm gonna lynch him on Twitter. Um, it's Fioro, Manon, Fioro. It's not that that difficult. Um, yeah, I mean. What can we say? Debt taxes and Shukagian by decision, right? Um, the thing is, Fioro, she, she, she's, a, she's a good fighter. You know, I really like her style. I really like how she fights. She's aggressive. I think she's pretty all round. I think her standing is better than her grappling, but I think she can grapple as well. The thing is, maybe Shukagian's even better on the ground than Fioro. You know, you, I, I'm not sure about that, but she never, pretty much never uses her wrestling. Uh, Shukagian does. She did against Antonina, I remember. Um, <sighs> This is going to be another fight where Shukagian is going to hut, hut, hut a lot. And a lot of judges think, oh, she hits her. Oh, she hits her. You know, and then she doesn't. And I don't think Fioro finishes her. So we're going to a decision here again. And I think Shukagian wins the decision here. So um, I hope for the sake of the division that Fioro does win the decision or win by stoppage because Shukagian is really pretty much in front of everybody. She keeps staying at that number one uh, contender position, but she's not getting a title shot any, anytime soon. Even if she beats Fioro, she won't get a title shot here. Even if she beats her by stoppage, I don't think she gets a title yeah. shot. So, um, but that's what I think. I think Shukagan wins a decision. That's what I think. I'm, I'm with you, actually, surprisingly, because uh, she is a decent underdog here. I think she can win, too. I mean, this fight is really close. Like, I don't really see how it's minus 215 from Fioro. I just think that their styles is really match up, you know, to just like a very even fight. Yeah. It'll take place in the feet, like you said, most likely. A lot of back and forth striking. I, I do think that just Chukagan's like <laughs> just like you said, the grunting and stuff, like I think it does help her in fights. Like she's one of a lot, a lot. of decisions. The only just, time it did only yeah. time it didn't help her was against Jessica I. I'm looking at right now, all time in decisions, she's one, two, three, four, five, Ten. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 and 2 in decisions all time. So fights go the distance, she's 10 and 2 all time. Like, very good chance of winning the decision if, if it she, gets there. She lost to I and Carmouche, right? Yeah. That's the only ones. And uh, that's it, right? So she's obviously fought the best of the best in the division. Hmm. Furo's good, but I, I still want to see more from her. Like, she hasn't really blown me away lately. I'll just be honest with you. Like, she's, she's good. But the other thing is, like, she's not like 25, like, she's 30. She's 32, you know, like she's yeah. she's not like super, super young by any means either. Like she's she's definitely talented. Don't get me wrong, she might win this fight, but I, I think the values on Chikagian plus one eighty five, uh, like that seems really crazy to me. This fight's very close. I'm with George, by the way, what he says. I agree with him. So then, yeah, if she gets title shot, probably if she looks really good. Um but yeah, I think Chikagian will win the decision. So we both like her as a dog here. Juan likes her dog in the comments. Uh, no one wants to see her. You think Chikagian would get Valentina? Probably not. I think it would. I would think it would be Grasso instead, personally, because we've already seen yeah. that fight, right? 
Uh, if you're as good team on you, she could, I think she wins. Can't take for your own until I see that, though. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I get that. A law, 11 decisions, 11 decisions, 12, and more into the chicken fight should be good. That's fair, too. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, Glenn. I, 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 you know, I definitely know what you're saying. Again, it's an important fight for the division, so I, I get it, but it, it might not be the most exciting fight. We'll see. Maybe it is good. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe it's a, maybe it's back and forth war because Chikagin's fight with uh, Rebus is actually fight of the night, right? Like I don't think it should have been fought in the ninth, dude. But probably not. But I'm just saying, like it was. So the UFC obviously liked that and they gave her a push here. So we'll see what happens. All right, we'll go to the next one here, Marcel. Ready to go? Let's talk sure. about this fight here, guys. We got oh, this is a good one, man. This is a really good one, guys. Benil Darius taking on. Mikhail Gamrot, what a fight! I want to give my my boy James Crow, uh, James Cross, <laughs> James Lynch. <laughs> gotta give my boy James Lynch, my good friend. I gotta give him a shout out because he interviewed Mikhail Gamrot, and like it's hard to get in touch with that guy. I think he's like the only person to interview him. So, want to give James a shout out. You can go watch his uh, interview with Mikhail Gamrot. Watch this fight here, Gamrot minus one ninety five, Darius plus one sixty five. I'll, I'll start on this one too. I, I like Gamrot. I, I think he wins the fight, man. I'm like very impressed by this guy. The last fight with Armin, very close fight. Really, realistically, could have gone either way, but the fact that he even went that distance with the guy who's such a good grappler and outgrappled him really in the fight was very impressive. And you know, looking back, like the Gurum fight, I thought he won that fight. I think he could be undefeated right now. Like the guy's winning bonuses left, right, and center. He either finishes you or he has an amazing fight with you. He really hasn't lost like, uh, like you know, uh, clearly in his whole career. Whereas Darius, and I love the guy, he's a good fighter, right? But you see him get knocked out multiple times. Like, you see him get finished. Like, he's definitely a great fighter, and he's on a nice, really, really nice win streak, but hasn't fought in a year and a half coming off of that injury where he, like, like injured his knee or whatever. Like, I just have some question marks about him. He's really good, but I think Gamrot's better. I got to go with Gamrot here, Marcel. Honestly, I think he could finish him. I think he can knock him out. Maybe wins a decision, either one, but I, I think it's possible he finishes uh, um, Darius. What do you think, man? So to coming back on that Armin against Gamrot fight, I scored at 4-1 for Armin after five rounds. So still competitive, though. Yeah. Um, one of the best fights of the of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that Kutatilatsu fight, yeah, it was close. Could have, could have, I think I scored it slightly for Gamrot, but could have been for Kutatilatsu. I didn't have too much of a problem with it. Um, the thing is here, like, I think Darius has to get this fight to the ground as soon as possible. But the thing is, Gamrot can hold this, himself very well on the ground as well, you know. So I don't know if he can keep him there. The first thing is even, I don't know if he can get him there, you know. I think they start with a lot of striking, actually, because Benil is star, starting to love to fall in love with the striking a little bit more as well, you know. He doesn't mind to go toe to toe, toe, to toe. you saw that in the Drakkar close fight. But it almost cost him there, but he got, he got the knockout. Um, I think Gamrot cracks him, man. I think he cracks him in the first round. I think he knocks him out. That's what I think. And there's no disrespect to, to Benil or whatever. I think he's a great fighter. But I'm high on Gamrot. I think if he touches him, he cracks him and probably puts him away. So I'm thinking Gamrot knockout first round. I'm just looking at that right now. Gamrot by knockout is plus 500, guys. Like, Benil's been knocked out three times. Gamrot is three, like, what, a couple of his UFC wins are by knockout now. Two of them. There's a possibility of that, and the odds are a little crazy. It, decision's also there for sure, but I think a knockout is very possible. I really do. Gamrot's only lost to Dawidaw. You can play his mind. Maybe. I do think he won that fight with Gurum. It was a great fight, though. Gamrot TKO. I think it's possible. Neil KO. Huh. Maybe. Bill could knock him out. I mean, either guy could get knocked out here. I, you know, it's going to be a great fight, but I I think Gamrot's real. I think he's the real deal. I think he's very good. All right. Let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Peter Yon versus Sean O'Malley. 
Another great fight here. Ron, minus 275 on Mali plus 230. Go ahead. Give me your pick. Listen, man, I've been going back and forth to this one. You know I'm a huge Piotr Jan fan, and I'm not that, that high on Sean O'Malley. I'm going back and forth talk, thinking about this one, and I think there is no way for me to go with Sean O'Malley here, man. I don't know why would I go with him, you know? He can flash knock him out, but I don't even know if he, if he could, you know? I think Jan is the better fighter, ground game, stand-up, cardio, strength. I don't know how Sean can win. Maybe he can. Maybe I'm completely wrong, you know, but I don't see it. And I think Jan will, you know, Jan normally always starts like slow, you know. But at the same time, at the last fight, we saw Sean pretty much didn't do shit against Munoz, you know. So if that happens again, we don't know what's going to happen. I think at a certain moment, Jan goes crazy and he knocks him out in the second round. TKO, a ground upon, whatever, or a knockout. Or he, he kicks his leg and he's done. I don't know. But uh, I think Jan wins. I'm going with Jan with a knockout TKO in the second round. You know, I, the more that this time has gone on, I'm more interested in this fight. Because at first I'm like, man, like I don't see how Domali wins. But like as time goes on, like he does have advantages. Like he's tall, he's long, he's got obviously a lot of knockout power. So it's an interesting fight. But I mean, how do you not pick Peter Jan? Like the last two fights really could have won against Algermain, right? <clears throat> could have easily won those fights. Could be the champ still, could be undefeated, still the UFC. I think the guy's still a lead fighter, man. I'm not willing to write him off just yet. Whereas Sean O'Malley, like, I think he could be a great fighter, but I haven't seen him yet, you know? Like, again, when he fought, Vera got destroyed. And then a lot of the wins, you know, were not against good competition. And the Munoz fight, I wasn't too impressed by that performance. That's why I'm what, still, like, what's, a little unsure. But what's his best win? I think Paiva. Rally and Paiva, probably, yeah. right? I think that's a good win. Like, that guy's solid. But he had, actually, he didn't look very good in his last fight, to be fair. So, Where? Yeah, because you look at his career, like a lot of bonuses, but against guys that aren't even in the UFC. Marcel, his only win against someone who's still in the UFC is Raleigh Paiva. Paiva, yeah. That's, 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 come on. And then, um, obviously, Jan's are fighting elite guys. Now, again, it doesn't mean he'll lose because of that, but it's something you have to keep on your handicap in the fight. That, that's why I say there is no, obviously, there's no ground you can pick O'Malley confidently, in my opinion. You know, it's yeah. not like I don't want him to pick or whatever, but I don't see a way. Why I would pick O'Malley over Piotr Jan here? There is just no way, in my opinion. I'm with you. So, yeah, a guy with Piotr Jan. You're, you're saying a knockout or decision? Yeah, yeah, knockout, second round. But I mean, with no way, I don't mean he cannot beat Jan. He can beat him, but there is no uh, way, in my opinion, I can pick him. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean worth it in the chat? Sean O'Malley making a lot of content on YouTube. I watch some of the stuff. It's kind of funny, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Sean O'Malley's best path to uses height and reach. It is, but can he do that in this fight? I don't know. His best wins against Cheeto. Oh, yeah, where he got his leg ticked off. Yeah, he's going to take his legs off. Probably. It might look like Jonathan Martinez and Chubb Swanson. <laughs> Just watch that happen. All right, let's go to the co-main event here. Char um, Algernon Sterling taking on TJ Dillashaw. And UFC Bandway Championships on the line in this fight, guys. And the odds for this one have uh, the champion here, Sterling. He is the favorite, minus 175. TJ Dillashaw plus 150. Your pick in the uh, co-main event of UFC 280, my friend. Yeah, let me first say one of the biggest bullshit uh, title shots in UFC history for TJ Dillashaw. Um, comes back from a two-year suspension on, a on EPO. Wins against Santagan in a fight I think he didn't win. And gets a title shot a year later. Uh, Aljamain Sterling <clears throat> redeemed himself, in my opinion, against Piotr Jan last time out. 
I think I had a, a draw. I think I scored one ten eight round for Sterling a ten nine. Yeah, that's what I had. Ten nine round. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the champion keeps being the champion. Actually, my colleague Dennis did an interview today with uh, Aljamain Sterling, and uh, he asked him about uh, the Piotr Jan. Uh, he he met him actually right in Abu Dhabi for a few seconds, and he was like, "Yeah, he was cool." <clears throat> and he's like, "Maybe in the future we fight again," you know, because he says. Officially, I'm 2-0 against him, you know, and always teasing with it. But I know it's actually 1-1. One one. That's what he said in the interview. So <laughs> he's like, and what if he wins, it's 2-1. Maybe we can have a fourth fight. So, um, But the thing is here, man, if you look, I think Aljo is a great wrestler and a really good BJJ guy, you know. But the stand-up is still not where it has to be, you know. I think if you look at TJ, I think TJ is a complete fighter, you know. And that's the thing with, with TJ here. If TJ doesn't get caught again with whatever shit he uses, um, he can win this fight, you know, because I think he has more ways to win. Um, I think TJ stops Aljo, man. I think TJ stops Aljo in the fourth round or the third round with a TKO, ground and pound. That's what I think. Um, but we'll see. Maybe I'm completely off, but that's what I think. And as a journal, I should be non-biased, but I hope it doesn't happen because I think TJ doesn't deserve a title shot definitely not coming off a two-year suspension you know and the thing that, that that even more bothered me i don't know if you saw the promo for this fight on saturday like tj was saying like yeah i never lost a title against a guy so technically blah blah it's like dude shut the fuck up you got caught you know you got fucking caught and you're still like what, what, what are you even thinking you know uh, be be a little bit more humble be happy you Got this got in this position, you got gifted a win against Santagen, in my opinion. You know, I know you're in this position. I make the best out of it. I think he will, but um, yeah, I don't hope so. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, this is not like the easiest fight to call. I'm leaning Sterling a little bit though. Like he is the champ. Listen, I I don't think he won that fight, but you know, the fact they made it so close is it's interesting. And then you know, that win over Santagen, he washed him. That's a great win. The Munoz win is kind of where I'm, I'm going here because. That fight, he striking did look good in that fight. You know, it looked really good in that fight against Dillashaw. He's gonna have to put it all together, man. I, I think it's a very competitive fight. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Sterling lost. Dillashaw's favorite. Good. Pardon? Is Aljo the favorite? I guess. Yeah, he's a, he's like a minus one seventy five favorite. All so right. nothing crazy, but he is favorite here. He's been way more active. That's kind of the reason I have to pick mm -hmm. him because he just fought once in three years, right? I don't Aljo's blame you, man. I don't yeah, blame yeah, you. exactly. But uh, you know, Marcel, like. It's an interesting fight. There's no doubt about it. Um, Sterling by decision is kind of what I was leaning. I think he mixes it up with a close decision, but should well, be a great fight. Man. I love this matchup. What do you, say? you know, I gotta pick TJ. Look, check how he's looking at me here <laughs> in the background. I mean, I see it. And Islam is looking at you, so I would be very, very curious what you're gonna do. <laughs> this is a good point, man, Glenn. He's never followed outside the states. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. We'll see what happens, guys. It's gonna be interesting. We got another question from us here. He says, "Well, is going to be the new champ, guys?" Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Hopefully, you're not too upset if uh, we don't pick your, your boy here. Let's talk about it, Marcel, or the main event, excuse me, of UFC 280. Charles Oliveira against Islam Makhachev. The vacant UFC lightweight titles on the line. I can't wait for this fight, man. Yeah, man. So such an amazing fight. Probably one of the better title fights like we've seen in a long time because it's so intriguing. Makhachev minus 180, Oliveira plus 155. Just want to say this before the fight. The uh, we break down the fight. So Makachev has been the favorite in all of his UFC fights. So no different here. Oliveira is the underdog for the third time in his last five fights. He was also the underdog against Tony Ferguson and against the uh, Dustin Poirier. 
and closed as just a small favorite against Michael Chandler and uh, Justin Gaethje won those fights. So again, last four fights, not getting a lot of respect in the betting odds, but won them all by stoppage or three of them. I should say he didn't finish Tony Ferguson, but that's just something to keep in mind here, guys. I always like, look at that, like look at the perception as time has gone on. I want to hear your thoughts on this one, Marcel. We got a guy in Makachev that's obviously very highly touted, but you know, all there's proven it against elite guys. So what do you think, man? What gives here? Yeah, it's a great matchup, man. It's a really good style matchup. I really love it. You know, um, you got uh, Charles Oliveira. I'm, by the way, horrible with picking Charles Oliveira's fights, guys. So uh, um, the thing is with you know, with Charles Oliveira, let's go to his title fights. You know, um, all of his three title fights, he had to come. He, he had to come. He got over at this adversity. You know, but he did. You know, and that's the difficult difference. What he did. In the early career stage, you know, when he had problems, he probably gave up, you know, but now he comes back and he comes back hard and he finishes these guys. And those are, those are big wins. If you look at Islam Makachev, uh, only one career loss, and it was against Adriano Martins years ago by knockout. And he was like pretty much immediately woke up when he got down, but uh, it got stopped. Um, the thing is, it's difficult to to put it in in category because obviously Charles Oliveira have fought tougher opponents than Islam did, you know. But that's because he was in those title fights. Because if you take away those title fights, Oliveira had tough opponents, but not as tough as right now. And Makachev is his first title shot, so you got to look at that from that way as well. The thing is, I think if Oliveira again has to come back from adversity he will not get the chance against Makachev, you know? That's what I think. And the thing is, I think Oliveira's stand-up is better than Makachev, you know? I think he's improving. Still, I think Makachev is stronger on the ground. He's not maybe more technical with the submissions, but his wrestling is stronger. And he can keep Oliveira on the ground, is what I think. And he can get to his back. I'm going full in on this one. I'm picking Makachev by a first-round submission. Real naked oh, choke wow, to get the, to be the new champ. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's possible. Like Oliver's been submitted before. It's not like he hasn't. Ricardo Lama submitted him. He's been finished on the ground. Or Anthony Pettis submitted him too. It's possible. You know, for me, it's like this is a really interesting fight. You know, I think it really could go either way. But you're giving me plus money on Oliver again. Like I think I have to take it here once again. Like I understand. Eleven straight wins against in the last couple of fights against elite guys. Like he's beaten Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. Not to say that Magadjev can't do, but I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. Um, I think that, you know, the, the grappling is going to be super interesting. Definitely Magadjev could get on top. But then if he gets on top, he has the guy with the most submissions of all time on the bottom. He could submit you with triangle choke. He could sweep you. It's not like it's going to be easy for him to control on the ground. I know that, you know, it has been controlled on the ground, like Paul Felder in that finish there. That that fight could go like that too. It's possible. I don't think the fight goes a distance either way. I think someone gets finished here. Um Man, it's not an easy fight to call, but I, <laughs> I just I have to lean towards Charles, man. The thing is, Marcel, I almost feel like the grappling is going to cancel out, and you might see these guys strike a bit. And I w- I'm with you when you said Charles is the better striking. That's what I see here. I think that's a big difference here. You know, the one one loss that we did see with Maxwell, he got caught, right? So you and he got knocked out. You know what it is, Adam? I think styles make fights, you know, and I think Islam is so strong on the ground and so good there that he can implement his game plan probably there on the ground, you know, against Charles. And I know Charles is really good on the ground. He's the bonus king. He's the submission king from you in the UFC, you know, but styles make fights, man. And I think Islam is just that that guy who can control you on the ground and, and 
or and if he gets the chance, if he gets one chance to submit Charles, he will take it, you know. And I think Charles as well, but I still think Islam doesn't give him that chance. You know what I mean? The different, different mindset. I think you know with these kind of guys like Khabib, Islam, Chimaev. Yeah. Uh, you know, like this Dagestani or Chechen guys, different mindset, you know, and super tough. And th that's why I, th I thought about it for a long time. I wasn't sure with my pick, but I, I pulled the plug, first round submission for Makachev. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Like, again, like he's, he's looked great, right? Like, there's no doubt about it. It's tough to pick. It's really tough to pick against either guy. But again, I feel I view it as more of like a closer fight. All there by stoppage, but again, it'd be an interesting fight. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be a it's great, great. Fight, it's awesome. Man. It's an yeah, awesome I fight. It. I like how we're on kind of like a different wavelength. Yeah. How do you guys see Volk versus either of those? That's interesting let's, too. Let's not even happen, though. <laughs> no, let's not even talk about that. You know, let's let's don't uh don't change that shit. You know, I understand your your question, but I don't want to talk about it, you know. And I hope that Volk gets his chance at lightweight in the the win against the winner of these yep. these two. I'm with you on that one. All right, so that's it for the UFC 280 preview. Anything else you want to say, Marcel, before we get out of here? I, I, I'm pretty much good with this. Like, I'm looking forward to the car, guys. It should be an awesome one. Any last yeah. thoughts? Yeah, guys, I would say enjoy the car, man. I mean, it's not often we get this this quality car from the UFC lately, you know. Yeah. And uh, this this is a huge car. And uh, let's hope it delivers, you know, because you can have, you get have, you can have big names on the car, but does it always deliver? You know, uh, sometimes the lesser known guys or girls doing better, but this is an amazing card. You know, it's like filled from top to bottom. You even got in the in the prelims, you got some ranked people. It's a good card. Looking forward to it, uh, and it's at a great time for the Europeans over here. So that's a plus. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's uh, was an absolute joy to talk about this card. Oh man, I'm looking forward to you too. All right. Um... Go ahead, Marcel. Plug your stuff. We'll get out of here, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in with us today. It was a lot of fun. Go ahead, Marcel. We'll, we'll get our stuff and we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah, it's still BitMarcel24 uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Eurosport.nl Mixed Martial Arts section for uh, for the articles. And uh, appreciate everybody in the comments. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. Yeah, I appreciate everyone tuning in as well. Uh, Martin on Twitter, MMAlzberg.com on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all those places, guys. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Uh, you guys can also obviously find me uh, bookies.com where my best bets up for this article for this card I should say did really well last week so hopefully that continues this week uh, myownews.com meosberger.com for the podcast I just want to announce this now because uh, I might as well talk about it the next three weeks I got to do a different day uh, next week I'm going to a concert on Monday so I can't do it with Marcel we, we're talking about Sunday right now guys at 1pm Eastern so that way for next week and then the week after that, probably the same thing. We'll talk about that as well because I'm gonna I'm uh, got a uh, Halloween the next week. My kid's second Halloween, so I'm gonna take her out. It's on Monday, so I got to do it the day before. And then I've got a vacation the next week, so just bear with us. Next few weeks, it's gonna be on Sunday instead, probably or Tuesday. So I'll let you know. But next week for sure, Sunday at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Appreciate everyone tuned in. Talk to you guys later. Bye.